and welcome to this week's Threat Intelligence Podcast, edition 161. My name's Natalie Page, a Threat Intelligence Analyst here at Talion, and joining me this week is our latest addition to the Talion Threat Intelligence team, Lily. Hello, Lily. Hi, it's good to be here. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on this one. In this week's episode, we shall be discussing the noteworthy InfoSec news from the week, including arrest and extradition of NetWalker ransomware affiliates, the exploitation of unschooled Ukrainian hackers during the conflict via masqueraded tools, and finally, a campaign which suggests China may be helping Russia in their efforts towards the conflict and some thoughts regarding organisations not taking their eyes off other countries disseminating their own cyber operations during this conflict. First up this week, we've seen more arrests made in the fight against ransomware-as-a-service gangs with an affiliate from the Netwalker strain, a notorious strain from last year, responsible for a number of high-profile attacks. The affiliate has been extradited to the US to receive further charges as he was originally sentenced to 138 months in a Canadian prison. But in January this year, he was transported to the United States to receive these additional charges. The affiliate is accused of involvement in 17 ransomware attacks, causing damages of at least $2.8 million, and if convicted, shall be required to forfeit over $27 million for his involvement with the Netwalker ransomware gang. In 2021, the individual was arrested by Canadian police as part of an international law enforcement campaign targeting the Netwalker gang specifically. After his arrest, law enforcement seized 719 Bitcoin, valued at approximately $28.1 million. What is important about this arrest is two points. The first being efforts at which law enforcement are now making to arrest these affiliates. This is vital towards our push to deter these individuals from joining the ransomware as a service gangs going forward displaying to these criminals that ransomware operations are no longer safe and that affiliates will face hefty charges when caught. The second important point here is that affiliates are being extradited to face their charges. I know the Reval arrests are now being questioned by many intelligence analysts, including myself, and a very plausible idea that this was a strategic move from Putin to subsequently utilise these attackers towards his hybrid warfare tactics. Arrests and extraditions are making a positive impact on our fight against the ransomware as a service gangs. After the Reval arrests, we saw many operations shut down and going extremely quiet due to not only the attention of law enforcement, but also the question whether these operations are worth the risk for affiliates. And for our second topic this week, I shall now hand over to Lily. In recent developments, threat groups have been seen taking advantage of the conflict in Ukraine to explore unskilled users who are looking to utilise tools in their own personal attacks against Russia. Search engine optimization poisoning techniques have been deployed on open source sites advertising DDoS tools that target Russian or pro-Russian websites. SEO poisoning is an attack method in which cybercriminals create malicious websites and use SEO tactics to push them onto the first page of search results, which may catch out on suspecting victims. An APT group named Disbalancer have been identified selling a DDoS tool named Liberator intended for use against Russian websites on Telegram. Liberator has been advertised as a DDoS tool targeted towards Russian propaganda websites, promising a shared goal of helping to liberate Ukraine. Whilst the tool itself has not been found to be overtly malicious as a DDoS client, it is very effective in delivering InfoStealer malware against the user. The InfoStealer malware performs a dump of sensitive data such as credentials and cryptocurrency related information. Disbalancer Threat Group have been distributing InfoStealer since at least November 2021. This, combined with malicious mislabeling of the tool and this prime example of cyber 
cyber criminals being optimistic in taking advantages of the Russian invasion by exploiting sympathisers on both the Ukraine and the Russian sides. This tactic serves as a reminder of the rapidly changing methodologies being utilised by threat groups seeking to take advantage of the conflict for their own monetary gain. Some of these methodologies include themed email lures on news topics or donation solicitations, malicious links purporting to host relief funds or refugee support sites. And finally this week, we have seen a campaign emerge which suggests China could be helping Russia in their efforts towards the conflict. A Chinese APT group named TA416 were found targeting European governments in January this year, with one personnel in particular responsible for the management and logistics of Ukrainian refugees. This targeting is very much in line with the other threat groups focusing on refugee policies and logistics as the tensions between Ukraine and Russia increase. Earlier in the year, we did see Russia and China come together to publicly form an alliance against the US and NATO countries. And this campaign suggests that alliance is active and that goals could be aligned between two of the world's most notorious and cyber capable countries. While the conflict unfolds, what should be considered is that while the world focuses heavily on Russia, our attention should not be taken away from other sophisticated countries and how they could be leveraging the fog of war to disseminate their own operations. Russia and China are two countries known to disseminate a large number of cyber operations, but while Russia can often be loud and destructive with these operations, China are extremely successful at deploying covert operations that can remain undiscovered for as long as eight years. China is a country hungry to stay at the forefront of the information race, meaning the theft of personally identifiable information is at the top of their motivations. It is important during this time we do not take our eyes off other countries' dissemination of strategic cyber operations. Regarding the conflict at the moment, we're seeing Russia prioritising cyber campaigns for information warfare over cyber warfare, meaning investment is heavily focusing on the spread of disinformation over hacking attempts, including the push to accuse Ukraine of stockpiling chemical and biological weapons, a concerning fake claim from Russia which has been thought to be a pretext setting the stage for Russia's own use of prohibited and chemical weapons. Even the likes of Fancy Bear, the infamous hacking group who work for the Russian intelligence services is focusing on compromising media outlets to prevent the spread of legitimate news and enable the further spread of fake news, meaning the initial overspill of destructive attacks we anticipated is currently not being observed. What the observable events over the past few weeks from the conflict has disproven is the original sentiment that cyber operations would completely replace conventional warfare. That is everything from the Tally and Threat Intelligence team this week. Thank you for joining me, Lily. If you have any questions on the topics covered this week, we're always happy to help and can be reached at the Talion website, which is talion.net, or via our LinkedIn and Twitter accounts. Thank you very much for listening.